Welcome to another episode of Miami Cop Talk. Visit us at MiamiCopTalk.com. With us is Robert Essential and Raul Correa discussing the latest issues in public safety, law enforcement, what's in the news with invited guests. And again, visit us, help us grow our audience. We are one community, one voice. And let's get ready to start another episode of Miami Cop Talk. My name is Robert Asensio. I'm here with my partner, Raul, and you're joining us for Miami Cop Talk. Today, we've got a great guest. Raul, why don't you introduce our guest? Absolutely. Uh, before I introduce the, introduce the guest with the stars on the collar here, I'm going to say thank you to all the Dade County Public School teachers. Today's the last day of school in Miami-Dade County Public Schools. Thank you to all the teachers. My wife's a teacher. My sister's an assistant principal. Congrats to all the graduates of 2021. This was an amazing year. One for the records. Can you now, remember when you were in high school? Uh, yeah. A long time ago. It was a long time ago. We didn't have electricity or AC. Uh, uh, <laughs> listen, I'll say this. I'll say this. The guy to my left that we're going to, I'm going to introduce now is the new president of the Miami-Dade County Association of Chiefs of Police. A uh, great guy, individual that I've known for a long time, a true professional in law enforcement, the South Miami Police Chief, Renee Landa. Thank you for being with us, Renee. Robert, it's great to be here. It's great to be with you here. It's a great show. I've watched it a few times, and it's important. Uh, the message and the message that we have to put out sometimes, it's important to be here. Yeah, I'd like to take a point of privilege right now and tell you, for all those years, because you worked in another agency, we'll get to that in a minute, but for all those times that you came to back me up or back up my units <laughs> that I didn't have the time to tell you, thank you. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate that. Well, um, congratulations on your new uh, appointment to president of the Day Chiefs Association. Chief, uh, well-deserved. Uh, you're a true professional. Can you, uh, for those that don't know you, for those that don't know uh, uh, what Day Chiefs is all about, I know that here on Miami Cop Talk, we've uh, committed to being a voice for Day Chiefs, and uh, we're going to do whatever we can to put the message out. But can you give us a little bit about your background, about Day Chiefs, and um and how long have you been doing what you've been doing? I've been in the business roughly since 1980, about 41 years. Uh, I sp started my career completely at uh, City of Miami and spent 27 years at City of Miami. Uh, I think during that era, 1980s, 90s, to 2000s, what we were all going through in law enforcement in our community at that time has made what I believe is probably, uh, you know, the most great minds that we have in law enforcement right here in Dade County. Uh, I've continued that by going coming now to the South Miami Police Department uh, and uh, putting everything together at this organization. Uh, Dade Chiefs is an association. It's been around roughly 85 to 90 years, and it's an organization based upon all the chiefs getting together. Uh, we usually have an executive luncheon once a month. Uh, we talk to promoters at that time. We talk to some of our sponsors uh, that uh, give us the newest equipment that's out. We talk about the new legal uh, issues that are coming out. Uh, everything that's really important to law enforcement across the country. And also in Dade County, we speak, we talk about, and we share with each other the knowledge, the information. That's what's really important. And then at the end of the month, uh, we always honor, uh, very important is to honor our officer of the month. Uh, the men and women that put their lives on the line every day that are doing incredible work. And we like to acknowledge that, come back to them and make sure that we acknowledge them at the end of every month with an award ceremony for them in front of their family. So Chief, Chief of the South Miami Police Department, right? Mm -hmm. How yep. long have you been there? 11 years, seven as the chief. What's the biggest challenge? Biggest challenge would be uh, probably traffic issues that we have in our community. 
you know, we're trying to slow down the traffic back and forth. Uh, we're right located next to US-1, so you're getting what we call this cut-through traffic of people trying to avoid US-1 going through our residential neighborhoods. And that's one of our major big concerns that we always try to constantly fight. So we wanted to start to show out by personalizing the leaders in uh, Dade County that, that run police departments, right? The police executives of, of our community. And we thank you for that. But <clears throat> look, let's get right to it because we know that within the last week, week and a half, we've seen an explosion, what appears to be an explosion of gun violence in our community. But the reality is that at any given point during the week, during the day, there are actually shootings, other shootings across the county. Can you share some thoughts about what's going on what's causing the shoots or the increase in violence and what can we do to basically stop the violence yeah basically what's getting out is a lot of the uh twitter accounts facebook things like that are using this aggression back and forth uh you know, contrary to one type of, of person or a group or gang. And the next thing you see on that, they're escalating that violence verbally. And then what we're trying starting to see is that someone going by to do a drive-by shooting. Two to three people enter a car. They got automatic weapons inside. They go to a particular corner uh, event. Uh, that they're having, uh, some bar, whatever they're going to go into. You have a group of people outside. They're targeting one, maybe two people in the group. And the bottom line of it, you got a bunch of thugs and criminals that they absolutely don't care whatsoever who they hit, uh, whether it's a kid, a family member, a woman or a man, they don't care. They're targeting one or two people. That's what they wanted to do. And anybody else that's in the way, they're going to turn around and they're going to take them down. And, you know, if they got to kill them in, in the last scene that we're talking about, the initial one that kicked off down south in Miami-Dade County, we had three deaths, 20 people, 20 people were injured and they were hurt by gunfire. And, and you had three people that, that died that were killed. So what's really important for us is the definitely getting out the word out, but we need the help of a community. Yes, we can do the job without a doubt. But the community is the most important thing that we need, you know, working with us, making phone calls, giving the tips that we need so we can follow up on these leads. And, Chief, no one's immune. I know since Memorial Day, and you just mentioned, there's been shootings uh, in the Kendall area, Brownsville, all over. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, it seems like there's a social media war uh, between these uh, thugs, that, like you mentioned, and gang members and whatnot, and it's going from social media platforms out into the streets. And I know that there's intelligence that's working on the back end um, and it will stop. Uh, you were around in the 90s and uh, back in the tourists uh, uh, when they were killing tourists way back in the day in the 80s. Listen, I know it's going to stop. Unfortunately, what's going to happen until it stops um, scares everyone. I will say this um, again, <clears throat> no one's immune. There was a correctional officer that was uh, killed in, in the recent shooting in, in, in the, the Kendo area. But there's a rally, a parade of sorts, I think, uh, to celebrate life, but to say enough is enough on June 16th. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we just found out about that today. Uh, Chief Acevedo from the city of Miami Police Department uh, is getting the message out, uh, just like uh, you know Miami-Dade County did with uh, Director Ramirez. Uh, when he shot off the, the summer program that we're doing. And this is to get the word out to our community. We're going to be out there. We're going to be going to door to door. We're going to be in the neighborhoods that are having issues. We're going to start talking to people like we always have. And the thing is to get that information back. 
Well, Chief Acevedo is taking it. Now we're going to do a rally. We're going to walk in the neighborhood. Uh, he's put something great together following in, in uh, you know, Director Ramirez's shoes. And we're going to get the word out in every situation that we can to make sure people are calling and we are working out with our community. And and when is this uh when is this a, a rally of sorts? I know it's an enough, enough is enough rally. When is it? And where are they meeting? They're going to meet at sixty one hundred Northwest Second Avenue, and I believe it's next week at June sixteenth. Correct, correct. That's what I saw. I saw on social media on Twitter that you, you all can go to Miami uh, Cop Talk on our Twitter <clears> page, and uh, we've reposted uh, the time. I think it's at five thirty. Uh, Chief, I know I'm going to pass it on to my partner here, Robert, but you brought in. Uh, a very good visual, and I'm going to let Asensio, my partner here, uh, talk about because he is, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a gun guy. I'm a retired, the, the I'm visual a retired. Guy. Yeah, he's the visual <laughs> guy. He's the one wearing the tie today. Yeah. No tie here. Uh, right. So uh, I'm going to let him uh, discuss what's going to happen now. Well, I wore, I wore the tie in honor of the chief. You know, we have <laughs> the, the <laughs> chief. Of, the head of the day chiefs. I mean, this guy's representing all chiefs. In the I work alone in honor of the chiefs. <laughs> yes. Well, you combed your hair. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. So, um, look, all jokes aside, all levity aside, the video that we've all seen, or most of us have seen on the news about the shooting at in Hialeah, where three subjects get out of that white truck SUV that was later thrown in the canal or in a border uh, body of water. Um, uh, they fired off a lot of rounds. Correct. And that's actually the same firepower that our officers are facing on the street. So I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Can you show us what it would be, what a hundred rounds or what the amount of rounds that they fired off look like? Yeah. You, you got different scenes that I want to show you. You got the down south scene. Over a hundred rounds were fired. That white vehicle that you're talking about that we see over and over again, you get three gentlemen exiting the vehicle. You're being kind, Chief. I am. Three criminals, thugs, exiting the vehicle. They come out around the corner. They fire over 100 rounds, entirely done, back in the car within eight seconds. So wow. we've had over 100 rounds fired in Miami-Dade County. There were something like 50-some rounds fired at Miami Beach during their shooting. We had the shooting in Winwood. So... Today, what I brought and what I wanted to go over is when we talk about driving up on a scene, uh, you don't know what you're going to encounter as a police officer, but you're coming up on a scene and what we're talking about. This is what roughly over 100 rounds looks like. Those are 100 rounds that were fired in eight seconds, exiting the vehicle, firing the rounds and returning back to the car. Eight it seconds. It took you longer to pour the rounds and describe what you were doing than it did for them to exit, execute, kill, and jump back in the car. Exactly. And the reason that I'm putting out there this is we're looking for two people that they wanted to take out. There's 20 people that were injured. Three people were killed. Some of them had nothing to do with it. These rounds that are flying in midair at people, they hit whoever they want. Correct. They're not presumed to hit the person that they want. So if there's a child in the area, if there's a mother in the area, whatever it is, they can get hit by these rounds. That's why it's so important that the community needs to be involved. We come here, you see these rounds when you come out and you see them with the cone over it, cone number one, number two, number three, because they're counting how many rounds were fired. I'm showing you on top of a table, 110 looks all together. And when we get out there and recover them, that's what we have. I'll tell you this, Chief. Um, for those out there in the community that are watching and listening, this is Miami Cop Talk, and this is uh this is unbelievable because uh you know a bullet uh can end a future 
can yes. obviously can end the life and uh, changes uh, a whole family's uh, uh, view of, of of what they were expecting from our community, from our uh, from our law enforcement professionals, and from our elected leaders. Um, but ultimately, the community and there's a saying: the police is a community. The community is the police. Correct. The community needs to step up. There's that you know hashtag: see something, say something. They need to step up. They can uh, go to Crime Stoppers, 305 471 Tips. They can go to uh, Miami Cop Talk and send us an email, 305 at MiamiCopTalk.com, and that information will pa be passed on anon anonymously. They can, there's so many avenues for people to do the right thing, but people aren't. They're afraid, they're scared. <clears throat> um, can you speak to that? Can you speak to the spirit of uh, collaboration, to the spirit of contributing to the enough is enough? Exactly. It, you know, without the community, and you said it before, the community is the police. Uh, we can do our job. We do a great job without it. I know two things positively, specifically, specifically for our community. Number one, we have the greatest minds in law enforcement in this community. Chiefs of police, assistant chief staff members that have been working in this community for 25, 30, 40 years. Going back to the Mario Boatlift in 1980s, the civil disturbances that we had, FTAA, we've been through everything that some that this country hasn't been through, that hasn't seen. We're a melting pot of a community where we all come together. My second part is we have an incredible community. We've learned how to all live together, respect each other's cultures and everything else. What we need is to come together. If that information comes to as tips, whatever it may be, to those minds in law enforcement that I have had the pleasure and honor to work with for the last 40 years, these issues are all going to get resolved. People are going to be placed in jail that don't belong on, that don't belong on the streets. We're going to stop these shootings so they don't continue happening. And the most important thing, we're going to give back to the victims' families and tell them finally this is over with a little piece to get back in their life after their loved one's been lost. But I am telling you without a doubt, uh, the greatest minds are here and the greatest people in a community here, but we have to work together and come together. You know, Chief, offline we were speaking about um, how in the last month, there's been a transition and I know it's a small segment of the community that wants to totally defund the police that doesn't want police, but the reality is that most people support the cops, right? The police and what you do. But I wonder, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, you know, the whole defund the police, reform police, police to police, um, calls across the country is about, are about injustices is, are the rash of violence shootings a byproduct of those injustices that extend beyond police that are that maybe the police are being scapegoated right as the convenient group to attack because there have been some bad cops out there done some bad things but the reality is that the issues are deeper what are you seeing in your community are you speaking with people and are they sharing different thoughts you know it it, it it really depends on what community sometimes we walk into. Uh, but I, I've seen I, I've seen the defunding. I've seen let's get rid of the police. We've seen that going across the country and everything else. That's not the answer. Defunding, when you're talking about extra training for officers to go through de-escalations, and tomorrow there'll be a new training that we have to go through. This is constantly needed. We were talking about those things in law enforcement, which are disheartening to the law enforcement community because now you're looked upon sometimes differently. But we were talking about that 30 days ago. 
Now, 30 days later, we stand here and we have numerous people that have been killed, that have been shot at, they've been maimed. And it's all because of gun violence and these drive-by shootings. I don't hear anything about the defunding now. Is it a situation where we're seeing if you defund the police and you want to eliminate police, these are the issues that it's rising its ugly head right now. Okay, we're going to tackle this and we will at the end of the summer, we will have something that we've come across. We've arrested people, put people in jail that didn't deserve to be on our roads. But uh, again, uh, it's the community is what the most important to us. That's who we put our lives on the life for is, you know, protecting and serving our communities. Uh, <laughs> Chief, I saw that there's a, an operation summer heat that's been initiated now um and to piggyback on what you and robert were saying this is impressive here when you look at this these are potential loss of life when you see uh the rounds that you've uh, the casings that have been put on the table here um i'll say this and i i tend to be a little controversial sometimes and it hurts to to see politicians say certain things to get elected mm -hmm. that they really don't believe in mm -hmm. that they really don't mean uh and and how they flip-flop once it's convenient to flip-flop if they would stay solid like you know staying firm on the word of god which again mm -hmm. I, I i try to stay away from the preaching but i do it a lot um i think we'd be better off as a society in minneapolis i just read the city commission their council whatever they voted to defund the police and the citizens of minneapolis are now suing their city council because crime has gone through the roof and i I don't have a, 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 I'm not clairvoyant, but I got a feeling that some of what's happening in, with the violence out on the street is an emboldening of uh, certain s segments, small as they may be, of our community. And, you know, one bad apple can ruin the bunch uh, that's saying to themselves, hey, you know what? It's our time to go out there and fight the police because everybody hates the police. That's not true. We had Commissioner McGee on the show and he, he, uh, he is committed, as many of our local officials are committed to stopping the violence. I will say this, as president of Day Chiefs, how do the chiefs in Day County, your colleagues mm -hmm. that are on Day Chiefs, what is there? You, you're, their, you're their voice. Mm -hmm. How do they see this situation playing out? Well, uh, Operation Summer Heat really kicked off, kicked off something. Um, and uh, Director Ramirez from Miami-Dade County put that all together and he kicked that up. But he kicked that all together, working with the support of all the chiefs, with working with the support of, of you know, Miss Rundle from the state attorney's office, the mayor involved, Mayor Calvin. They were all involved and there were other politicians that came out also. Uh, these incidents draw us together. These incidents bring us together in a community, like say again, that is so special. It's our Dade County community. What we've seen over the last 40 years here, nobody has seen. And all of us have experienced, we've learned how to police through it. We've learned how, you know, to do our politicking through it. Uh, we've learned the, you know, the justice system, how it works. And I'm, I'm proud, I'm happy to say that when we have an incident like this, like the other day, we all came together. And it is so important that I'm getting back to what you're saying. It is important that we, we stay together all the time, all the time, right. not just when times are good, but when times are bad and maybe when nothing is going on just to come together and stay focused so we don't have another incident like this. We poured these rounds on top of the table today. This is from one shooting. I contemplated doing just one shooting or bringing you all the rounds to the last shootings that we've had all together. 
there would have been more casings. This was only from one shooting and one of our incidents in Day County. Chief, you know, we want to personalize you, right? And and law enforcement. To those that are just joining us, we're on Miami Cop Talk. We're, we're speaking with the new president of Day Chiefs, the Chiefs Association of all the Chiefs of Police in Miami-Dade County, Chief Renee Landa, the Chief of the City of South Miami Police Department. So let's talk about something that you know, you were SWAT, right? Mm, correct. Were you the commander? Yes. Okay, so SWAT commander, responsible for the teams that went in. You know, those two minutes of chaos that you're responding to a scene mm -hmm. where there's shots are being fired, um, you know, subjects are focused on what they're doing to take out people. How are these incidents and the community's response to these incidents, these mass shootings, how is it affecting the police officers in Dade County? It's affecting them because it, we got a review in the last year where we've been at. We've been through COVID. We've been through eliminate the police. We've been through civil disturbances. We've been through defunding the police. And now all of a sudden, people are kind of putting that aside right now because we're seeing the violence that we're seeing on our streets. When we are called into a community to an incident that is going on, we have restrictions on how and what kind of weapon we can use. We have restrictions on how to approach it. We have restrictions on so many things on what we can use or not. When I'm dealing with the bad guy with a gun, he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about the gun he has to use. He doesn't care about how many rounds he's going to fire. He doesn't care about, you know, uh, putting someone down because you, you have acquisition of your target. He doesn't care about that. I do. I have responsibilities. Our men and women have responsibilities to go out there. And one split second decision can be the difference between me shooting the right person, me shooting the wrong person, me being killed. And that's exactly what we have to go in through our mindset. There's a lot of things going on at that time, not even to take into, you know, the, the situation of what, where we just came from a year ago to a few months ago, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're not, sometimes we don't go out there. We're called to these locations, but we've made comments before about two officers get into a firefight and within 10 seconds, they fired 50 rounds. Well, here's 110 rounds in fired in eight seconds. seconds. And, and you want to count rounds? Let's count rounds. And let's count the different casings there are because there are different weapons that were used. We have certain weapons that we have to use. There's times that we can use a taser. There's times that we can use different, you know, your gun. I mean, and that's in the mind of an officer all the time when he gets the call and he's responding to that call. Uh, uh, Chief, I'll say this. And, and you know, when, this definitely when you see something like this, uh, you know, this wouldn't make a good uh, recruitment video. Telling people, yeah, hey, yeah. you know, come and become a police officer because uh, this is what you're going to be confronting. I know that there's an issue with uh, hiring, retention, um, selection. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a very good friend who teaches at the uh, police academy in uh, Orange County, uh, is, uh, Orange County Sheriff's Office up in uh, Central Florida is hiring. I think they need like 400 deputies um, and they, they're having a very hard time finding folks. Florida is the number one migration state. Everyone is leaving California, New That's York, correct. and they're York. coming to Florida. Correct. And we need law enforcement to protect us. Um, what can you say to that? Because I know that all agencies are having a hard time hiring. What can you say to that? What can you say to those individuals that may be uh, uh, thinking about getting into uh, 
law enforcement, but you know, they figured now it's not the time. I know I retired uh, last year in 2020. I did my 30 years. You know, God bless you. You've been doing it for, uh, you know, four decades, you know. But um, what can you say to those individuals that are contemplating law enforcement and uh, are yeah. not, you know, making the decision because of right. what's going on yeah. in our societies? I will never lie. This is reality. Uh, this is the truth. And at this day and age and during this time period in life, this is what we're seeing, these drive-by shootings. Um, we are having difficulty across the country after COVID and specifically uh, after the uh, scenarios we were going through, uh, you know, with the civil disturbances, defunding the police of people saying to themselves and now trying to charge an officer, going after him uh, criminally and everything else. So people started to back off and not apply as they did. Uh, so the people that are applying are a lot less than we used to. Uh, but this is a job about passion. Uh, this is a profession that consumes your life. It has to be in your heart and you have to want to do it. I've been doing it for four decades because it hasn't run out of me. I still love it. I, I, the passion I have for the job is there, and I just love my profession. Uh, and somebody wants to get into it to make a, a life's living or do something like that, don't do it. Uh, this is about passion. This is about really caring about people and being genuine. Uh, you know, I want to be there to help people out, when, especially in times of crisis. And every single time you go in, an, in, in a process and you ask a person, why do you want to be an officer? The first thing out of their mouth is because I want to help people. And this is what our profession is about. Thank you for what you've yeah. been doing, Chief. Thank so, you so Chief, much. We're, we've been given the last minute uh, before we close. Um, I want to tell you that law enforcement, I want to say it to all, has been the most honorable career that I've ever had. And I've had many. Um, aside from serving in the military and serving in the Florida House, which was all extension of the police service. But what can you tell our audience? Twofold. <clears throat> The audience that's law enforcement and the audience that's not law enforcement. A couple words of wisdom, uh, words of encouragement, or just facts. What, what would you share with them that they don't know? The main thing to tell them through is this, this community. Again, I'll say it, this law enforcement community. Uh, there's nobody else at the top of the, the heap here. Uh, the greatest minds that there are in law enforcement are in Miami-Dade County. And, uh, you know, when you take that, you take crime that's in the middle and then you involve our citizens and our community together and we work together. There's nothing in the world we can solve. This is going to stop. This will be resolved and this will stop. So what you see for reality today here in front of you will stop. But it's going to be it's going to stop with us, law enforcement, along with our community, along with our politicians working all together to resolve this issue. And we will do it. We've done it before. We've done it in the past and we will do it again. Uh, thank you, Chief. And uh, and you're right. I think that's why Art Arcevedo came to Miami. He wanted to be with the he best. He wanted to be with the he, best. He wanted to be with the best. He, now he's really a chief of police, <laughs> right? Is. Now he really. We've invited him in. Yeah, yeah. We've invited. Well, let's get him on the show. Yeah, <laughs> along with the state attorney and the mayor. Yes, which I've extended invite. We've extended invites. We're waiting on them to uh, you know respond to our invites, and I'm sure they'll be on the show. Again, MiamiCopTalk.com. Uh, Visit us. Uh, we're here uh, with Chief. Rene Landa from uh, South Miami Police. He is the president of Day Chiefs of Police. And we here at Miami Cop Talk have become the uh, partnering voice of Day Chiefs of Police. And under the presidency of Rene Landa, Chief Rene Landa, we hope to work together on many projects to make sure that we continue to provide the safety, the education, 
the awareness to our community to be able to live in harmony. It sounds corny, but it's true. This is South Florida. The best thing we have here is our, our weather. It's the best commodity. That's why everyone wants to come to Florida. So let's make Florida. It is the best state in the country. Let's make South Florida the best part of the state. I think it is. That's why I live here. So uh, thank you for uh, uh, anything else before we close off, Chief. Love the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be here today. Thank you, sir. Robert, you want to close us off? Well, that's been another episode of Miami Cop Talk. Again, visit us on MiamiCopTalk.com. Podcasts, we're on most uh, platforms that carry podcasts. Visit us, join us, help us grow, leave comments. See you next time. Thank you. You have been listening to Miami Cop Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and visit us at MiamiCopTalk.com to get the latest on all our broadcasts. We want to thank our partners and sponsors that have made Miami Cop Talk possible. And on behalf of Robert Essencio and Raul Curio, we want to thank you for listening to Miami Cop Talk. Stay connected and visit us at MiamiCopTalk.com.